Free Brooklyn. Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face. People have told me I don't look the same. Maybe I lost weight. I'm playing hooky with the best of the best. Put my heart on my chest so that you can see it too. Hey guys, and welcome to Radio Free Brooklyn's Sunday 2 p.m. hour of fun. It's Gameplay Radio. I'm your host, Aaron, and uh, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> today we're going to be continuing the game we were playing last week, which is um, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition game of a module called Death House. 
Ooh, spooky. Um, with me in the studio today is uh, the intrepid Michael Schwartz. Say hello, Michael. Hello. Hello. Um, thanks for coming on back. Anytime. Love, lo- love to be here. Gonna kill some ghosts in this house. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and unfortunately, our other player, Lauren, could not make it. Uh, but her character is down, trapped somewhere underneath the house anyway. So, you know, we're just going to have to deal with that later. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character, Mike Aeneas? Okay, so Aeneas and Trapus. She is, she comes from a family of druids who hunt eldritch creatures and other things from the great beyond or possibly another dimension. Or, you know, a meaty Shogoth, who knows? Anyway, <laughs> um, she is quite used to hunting um, these things, and she also despises them because her entire family was murdered by them. Yikes. So she tends to be very much of a loner since her whole family is dead. Um, but, you know, if these, go- if these ghosts want to screw with her again, well, they might have to deal with Tasha's hideous laughter. Oh boy! And for those who don't know, Tasha's hideous laughter is a spell where, I mean, you'll you'll see it. Let's just let's just keep you in suspense for now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike slash Aeneas seems very excited about this idea. <laughs> uh, he's not in. All right. Well, uh, let us dive back in. So when we first met Aeneas and his part and her partner in crime, Rena, our other character player. They had been told about this mysterious house um, that no matter how many times it was burned to the ground would rise from the ashes anew as if nothing had ever happened to it. And they thought to themselves, hmm, that sounds very ghosty. So they went into this uh, house from the back window. Uh, They broke a window. They dove in avoiding a very ominous looking mist. Um, and found a surprisingly neat, well-kept-looking house uh, with a beautiful kitchen and a dumb waiter, um, which uh, Aeneas turned into a rat and tried to climb into. Um, and they went up to the second floor, and they found this animated piece of armor that tried to grapple Rena into submission. And it didn't quite work as planned, and I did manage to hideous laughter this, uh, <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, managed to hideous laughter this so seemingly un like humorless uh, thing, but it still laughed its its armor off, I guess. But before anything else could happen, uh, Aeneas was closed and trapped into the master bedroom uh, where she had emerged from, and when she opened the doors back up, Rinna was gone. Completely gone. The house around you. We're going to start now. The house around you is silent. You are in this balcony. Um, the armor that you were fighting is just pieces on the floor right now. It's not moving anymore. Um, but yeah, you were just in this house. What do you want to do? Hmm. Well, it looks like Rinna um, is somewhere. I guess I don't really know where she is. Um, that's weird. Yeah. Um, sounds very spooky to me. Spooky, uh, spooky. Spooky, yes. Um, I'm going to cast my cantrip, See Invisibility. See Invisibility. Okay, go right ahead. 
forget. I have to. I do have to roll for cantrips, right? Um. Well, no. Well, so you're not attacking anything. You just need to see it, right? Yeah. I'm gonna look up see invisibility for you. Thank goodness for Wi-Fi. See invisibility five e. My Google knows my Google list knows me way too well now. Um. See invisibility. The duration is one hour. Uh, for one hour, you see invisible creatures and objects as if they are visible, and you can see into the ethereal plane. Um, so everything takes a bit of like an ultraviolet sheen to it as you're seeing through these different eyes. You don't see anything in this uh, balcony entry area that is invisible. You see just a number of different doors, the fancy double doors that you came from. Um, to your left is the spiral staircase that goes down to the first floor. Um, and you see a number of other doorways as well that lead into, you know, most likely other rooms. All right. So, um, those creep, those creepy little children that definitely were magical and probably haunting this Mm -hmm. place, um, did say that their family was trapped in the basement or something. They seemed to think that something was wrong, yes. Yes. They said that their parents told them, like, to never go into the basement, but they think that the parents themselves are down there. Yes, that's very suspicious, especially with Renna gone now. Um, Right. But you remember that you haven't actually seen any evidence of a basement. Hmm. Like, you were on the first floor. It didn't look, the staircase didn't go down. You didn't find, the dumbwaiter didn't go down. Right. Yeah. Original goal was to So you haven't found one yet. And actually, as you're looking, um, you do see, uh, it's not exactly invisible, but, um, well, make a perception check for me. So I'm going to have to ask you to remind me. um, Perception check is a d20 plus... Well, yeah. Yeah. Plus proficiency bonus, but also plus... Are you proficient in yes. perception? Okay. Yeah, that's really where I was getting at. Great. So I'm thinking it would be on level three, so then it's plus three, plus two, right? On top of what I rolled? Right, so it should be that mo- your modifier, I think intelligence modifier. Um, wisdom, it says. Oh, right, so it's your wisdom modifier plus your proficiency bonus. So yeah, if that's plus two and plus three, then that's your roll plus five. Well, I'm saying my level of perception should be a little higher because I'm proficient in it, right? Yeah, that's what that means. Okay. So if you're proficient, you add your proficiency modifier. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, yeah, let's just say that's 14. 14? Okay. Uh, with the help of your uh, ultraviolet eyes, uh, you see this um, the outline of what appears to be a hidden doorway. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, and there are many other doorways available to you, but this one looks like it is uh, trying to be hidden. <laughs> <laughs> do you go towards it? I do. All right. You go towards this door um, and you're examining it a little bit. And um, yeah. You touch it, and surprisingly, it pushes open easily. Um, and you see a cobweb-filled wooden staircase leading up to the attic. The attic? Well, that's the opposite mm-hmm. direction from which I wanted to go. Whatever. Let's go. Great. 
Uh, Anais is on the case. Uh, you climb up to the attic, and you are in essentially um, like a little attic hallway. Uh, you reach, you go up the stairs as a landing. You go up another set, and you reach this door, which um, unfortunately appears to be locked. As you try to jiggle it a little bit, it's not going. I see. Um, is there a gap under the door? Um, or is it like a tightly fitting door? I mean, it's still like an attic door, so it's like a wooden. It probably has a bit of space underneath it. Uh, it's just held shut with a padlock. All right. Um, so do you think that perhaps a small or long creature could fit through? Um, I think it depends on what kind of creature you decide to become. The smaller it is, the higher chance. I'll I'll probably make you roll for it. I'll probably make you roll... Hmm. I'll make you roll for dexterity because you're trying to, like, wriggle yourself and manipulate your body, like, into it in a very, like, crafty way. And the smaller the creature you become, the lower the chance the lower the uh, challenge rating will be for it. Sound good? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to wild shape into a baby beaver. A baby beaver. How small is a baby beaver? Let's look this up. (laughs) Baby beaver. Is that the smallest creature you can become? No, I just made that one up. I thought it'd be fun. Uh, It's very cute. It is a little chonky. Um... (laughs) Oh my god, I just looked this up. Uh, Baby beaver, it says. um, Apparently, baby beaver was birthed recently. And I'm just seeing a thing. It's from the Point Defiant Zoo and Aquarium that says, a baby beaver is a girl and her name is Butternut. So you are now Butternut the baby beaver. Yes. (laughs) Um, Make, I guess, that dexterity check. Uh, could you say that again? That is a 17. Wow. You know, you are one flexible baby beaver. You get right on in there. You wriggle under the door and you are out and on the other side. Um, What you see before you is a like an attic hallway. There are a number of doors around you. One to your left, one to your right, and then down another little hallway. It looks like you see another set of stairs. Or another set of doors, um, one on either side of the hallway. Pick one. Um, Anais the baby. No, sorry, Butternut the baby beaver. <laughs> um, but Anais. Um, yeah, but also Anais. Um, yeah. Is going to gallivant towards the other double doors. Um, there are no double doors on this one. Just okay. a couple of different doors here. No double doors. I thought you said there's like a. I thought you said there's like a bigger door or something. Um, so there were double doors on the second floor on the attic in the attic there is like one floor one door on your left one door on your right and then down a hallway a set of like two doors that are separate from each other sorry if i didn't make that clear oh that must have been what i was confused yeah about. my okay. bad so i'm gonna galvant to the door on my right okay you go to the door on your right thank you for making this choice for me this door is also locked you going to try to wriggle under that one, too? 
Oh, yes. Okay, make that check. Come on, butternut. Okay. Come on, butternut. Yeah. Oh, a 17 again. A 17 again. You know, you already know how this goes. You know which muscles you're supposed to flex when, when to relax, and you get right under that door. Um, <laughs> little baby beaver Aeneas, you are in this room. Um, it contains a bricked-up window flanked by two dusty wood-framed beds sized for children. Closer to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its side. And a dollhouse that's a perfect replica of the dreary edifice in which you stand. These furnishings are draped in cobwebs. Lying in the middle of the floor are two small skeletons wearing tattered but familiar clothing. The smaller of the two cradles a stuffed doll that you also recognize from when you approach the house. Yeah, so those two small children are dead. That makes sense. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this dollhouse. Um, sounds a bit voodoo-y. Um, I'm wondering, can I take a closer look at this dollhouse? Are there... Yeah. Make a wisdom check. Make a perception check. Eighteen. Okay. With an eighteen... You see that this is indeed a very convincing replica of the house that you're standing in. And in fact, you notice some things that you hadn't actually seen while you were in the house. You see what appear to be some kind of secret doors. It looks like you see uh, even on the attic floor that you stand on, this secret spiral staircase, um, which was housed in the hallway that you decided not to go in. Um, It looks like there might be some other like trap doors elsewhere, things that you didn't really realize were there before. You see them here. Is there a basement? Um, You don't see a basement of the house, but you do see that this one mysterious spiral staircase seems to go down, down, down. As you are checking... Um, this, as you're checking out this dollhouse, still is a baby beaver, right? Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) you, suddenly the air around you grows cold and you turn around and you see that these ghostly forms of the children who you saw before, the young girl and the young boy holding the stuffed animals, stuffed toy, are now in the room. Um... And they are not extremely happy. Um, The girl says, that's my dollhouse. What are you doing with my dollhouse? I chitter at her. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. You are a baby beaver. Um, how, how How do these ghosts react to a live baby beaver? Oh, this is so... Mm. (laughs) You got me. All right. So uh, this young girl goes up to you and uh, tries to shoo you away. (laughs) Um, Make a wisdom saving throw. 
Like she, she, all of a sudden her features darken and all of a sudden it gets really, really, really cold. I, just, I haven't done a scene for a really long time. Um, is it just plus my bonus? Yeah, just plus your bonus. Unless you're proficient. Are you proficient in wisdom yes. saves? Yes. Okay, then add your proficiency modifier as well. All right, so that's a 10. Still pretty terrible. Yeah, you are officially frightened. So this young girl somehow manages to look absolutely horrifying. Her The skin on her face like starts to contour in and outline and you can really see like the bones, these ghostly bones on her figure. And you are absolutely terrified and you are frightened for one minute. <laughs> um, you immediately have to, um, you must, yeah. And you immediately must uh, run away from this figure. Okay. I presume you go back out the door. Yeah. All right, you go towards the door. Make a dexterity check because that door is still locked. <laughs> oh. Oh? Crit fail. Crit fail? Yeah. All right, you're frightened, you're terrified, but you can't get past this door. You're like, <laughs> why is this door not going? I can't. Ah! Like, you can't, you can't remember what you did before. Like, you only did it twice, really, and it's just not enough, and you're like just wriggling and wriggling and shaking and you are away from the thing uh the ghosts are not following you they're just trying to scare you so they're not attacking right now um make another wisdom saving throw it fell again <laughs> a critical fail yeah <laughs> yeah Okay. I rolled a one again. Yes. Um, you're still terrified of it. You're still trying to get away. You want to try to make? What do you want to do? You want to try to make that save again? Sure. Well, what what would Aeneas do? So Aeneas would be Aeneas would be like, um, this is dumb, <laughs> and I know I feel scared, but I've dealt with worse. Right. So she would want to um try and not be scared. She would. Okay. She would want to fight her fear, so to speak. Right. Well, you're trying to do that by rolling these wisdom save, and you're just kind of failing it. Something about these children it reminds you of. of did you? Did Aeneas have siblings? No, actually. Okay. Well, it reminds you of the parents that you lost. Uh, and the life that you perhaps never had and these children will never have, um, and you are just having a lot of trouble. Um, I mean, you could try to do something else. If you're frightened, I think technically you can do things, but you just can't move toward them. I'm just going to check this really quick because I don't want to be telling you wrong here. Um, Okay, so uh, with Frightened... The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. So I think you're far as w away as possible. And now you just can't move closer to it. So you're not like wasting your time trying to run away anymore. Like you've gotten to this point and now you are, um, well, you can do something. You just can't get closer to them. What do you do? Can I try and get under the door again? You want to try to get under the door again? Yes. Sure. Roll that dex. Save. 
Nat 20. Nat 20. Okay, you pop you pop right out of the underneath the door. <laughs> um and you are alone in the hallway again, little baby beaver. <laughs> Yay. What do you want to do? Um I want to go to the spiral staircase. Where is it? Um it's in that hallway that you didn't go down that's in the attic. You just going to go right down? Yes. Okay, uh, takes you a bit of time because you are still a baby beaver and baby beavers have very little legs. Um, <laughs> but down you go. Um, let me just do a little a little peek here, figure out where exactly you came, you got down from area, let's see. Okay, you go down the staircase, down, 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 and you find yourself um, in this narrow tunnel that stretches like southward, southward before branching east and west. The area that you are in right now seems to have been carved. It's very different from the house that you were just in. It seems to be carved out of earth and clay and rock. The tunnel that you're in is maybe about four feet wide by seven feet high, uh, it has uh, timber braces at like five foot intervals. Um, it's different. It seems like not like the house you were just in. Also, um, the second that you arrive in this area, you hear an eerie, incessant chant echoing throughout. You can't gauge where the sound is coming from. Or what the sound is saying, but you hear it and it sounds very chant-like. I see. You are in a tunnel that stretches uh, for a little bit and then branches to the east and to the west. Which way would you like to go? Or do something else? Um, We're just going to chitter our way west. You're going to go west? Yes. Okay, you go west and around. You see, to as you're going around, you see to your right what looks to be like another small hallway that opens up into two little small alcove, alcoves. And then if you move forward, the tunnel continues on to the left. Yes, that. You're going to continue on to the left? Yes. Okay, uh, you go around to the left. You find yourselves, or you find yourself, because uh, you are alone, um, <laughs> with another small set of stairs. You plunk on down, and you find yourself um, in kind of an open area. In front of you is a wooden table and four chairs, uh, and they're at, like, the east end of this room. To the west are four alcoves containing moldy straw pallets. Ew. All right. Um... Um, and then the, the hallway continues on the other side of this room as well. You seem to have found some sort of quarters. Yes, this weird underground passageway would seem to explain why people burned down the house, but has grown back because the hunting is down here. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe we need to. Ex- maybe baby beavers need to learn how to expunge horrors. <laughs> I think baby beavers already know how to do that. So um, baby beavers are very powerful. They're very powerful. They're they're very powerful um, in their um, druidic nature, yes. Indeed they are. So you're continuing along? Where are you going? I would like to do a perception check in this room first, see if I notice anything. Or no, sorry, an arcana check. An arcana check. Yes. 
I also have to um, grab my sheet of paper of the Thelma Fair. Okay, go ahead and grab that. Um, you should also think about what you're going to tell me about what you want to happen with this Arcana check because you can just roll it, but um, I would need to know what you're looking for so I can answer correctly. Yeah. Um, and I assume you're just doing this in this kind of weird quarters area that you find yourself in. Yes. So, hey, I'm back. Um, uh, yay. Um, so I would like this arcana check to tell me if there's anything magical going on down here. Would not be surprised at all if there is. <laughs> but um, this room looks to be very much possibly part of this problem. By the way, remember um, that invisibility lasts for seeing invisibility one hour. So I don't Everything, think it's been an hour yet. It, it has not been an hour yet. Uh, it's been maybe about half an hour at this point because you had to climb all those stairs. It's a little tiny thing. Um, also, you dealt with like a ghost and shit as well. Um, so, but nothing here looks to be invisible. What you see is what you see. Make that Arcana check. Okay. All right, that is that is a non-natural 20. A non-natural 20. Um, the chanting is definitely like, <laughs> you know, definitely something a little bit spooky um, for sure. It's still fairly faint right now. Um, it sounds like it might be a smidge ladder in the hallway, that, like if you cross through the room. Um, but in this room in particular, it's just a room. Okay, so let's continue along. Okay, you keep going. You find another set of stairs. Sorry to keep hitting the mic with my glasses. Um, and you continue down. You find another set of stairs. You go down the set of stairs, and you find um, a four-foot, like this, another large room um, with a well shaft in the center uh, made of three-foot-high stone um, and it looks like it's fairly deep. A wooden bucket hangs from a rope and a pulley system bolted to the crossbeams above the well. Uh, on the other side, you see rooms with doors open that look like they have, like, a bed in them, like, maybe a wooden chest as well. More quarters. You don't see anything that is invisible here. Um, as you're looking around this area... You notice that you went down these stairs. Well, you're right, right across from you on the other side of this area to your left. If you look left, um, it looks like it continues around to the left uh, where you hear the chanting coming from, supposedly. So I think I know where the chanting is coming from now. Um, you're you're getting a sense of like the creepy stuff, like ha like creepy stuff has happened all over this place. But it seems like the chanting is guiding you somewhere. Um, am I aware of the fact that um, Riva had heard chanting before she disappeared, or no? Rena, um, what I mean, sorry, yeah. no, no worries. Um, she, no, I don't think she had heard chanting beforehand. No. Well, because you had said when the armor and her when she disappeared, there was chanting. Um, I think she heard chanting when she fell and landed wherever she was, wherever she landed. But you were not with her when you heard that. So you, Aeneas, don't know this. You, Mike, know this, but Aeneas does not. I see. So um, I would like to chitter forth and, 
and I'd like to try and slip. On, is there a door, closed door here where the chanting is coming from? Um, just more staircase, more hallway. Okay, I'll continue along. You're going. You're going. Um, being butternut isn't tearing out so bad. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's not bad. You see, like uh, another set of stairs in front of you. You see a hallway to your right. Um, yeah. You see another set of stairs in front of you. You see a hallway that curves around to the right. So there's more places for me to go down. Yeah, it seems like everything is kind of like going up and down and around here. It's There's much less order in this place than there was um, up above. All right, let's go down those stairs. All right, you go down the stairs, you curve around, and you come to a... <laughs> Loading, loading. Um, what looks to be kind of a dining hall. You see that there is a plain wooden table flanked by long benches, moldy humanoid bones. Excuse me, let me try that again. Moldy humanoid bones lie strewn on the dirt floor, the remains of the cult's vile banquets. They were eating some humans. Yep, kind of figured this was a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you just you just confirmed that it was a cult. Yep. Uh, yeah, in the middle of the south wall is a darkened alcove, um, and to, right, in the middle of the dark hall is, like, this alcove, but it curves, the hallway curves around to the right and to the left. Hmm. So, do I hear chanting coming from one or the other more so? Um, to the right. To the right, to the right. To the right, to the right. To the right, to the right. Um, you go around. You are continuing through. This is, it's kind of like weird, right? Because no one is here. and it's, But this place is massive. So you can only imagine how many people were actually here during this time. Um, the chanting is noticeably louder now. Um... As you approach this section, though, as the chanting seems to almost, like, rise, and these two ghouls, these two ghoulish creatures rise out of the grounds, um, and they are, they're wearing these, like, long cloaks, and um, they're humanoid, they have these, like, weird, like, their skin is, like, peeling off of their hands, and they're kind of, like, Looking at you and exhaling, and then they're going into attack. So, roll for initiative. Oh, crap. If they touch me, I'll lose HP. Yeah. Yeah, If they probably. touch me, I'll lose HP permanently. I hate ghouls. They're the worst. Ghouls are ghoulish, that's for sure. Uh, where is my ghouls? All right. That is 14. Hold on. Um... Okay. You got a 14? Yeah. 14. Yes. And let me roll for these guys. This is an unfair advantage. <laughs> well, they rolled a base 16, so they're going to go first. Great. Um, <laughs> they each go to strike you with their claws. So I'm going to roll to attack. I'll just roll twice for both of them. Okay, um, one of them rolled a two. 
And one of them rolled a 23. Damn. Damn, indeed. <laughs> so that's going to be 2d4, it looks like. Plus stuff. Wow. Okay, well, it didn't roll great, so that's five points of damage from that pers- that one claw. Um, and the other one, yeah. Just five points of damage. Do you have a pencil I could use? Um, looks like there's a pen right here. Okay. Thank you, whoever left this. I guess I'll just cross it out. Yeah. Um, and then they are they are on top of you, hissing, and yeah, they're attacking your little um, baby beaver form. They don't care how cute you are. What are you going to do? Hmm. If I turn back into an ass form, is that a full action? Um, I mean, it would be good for you to like know that to start with, but I think, hold on, you, it's called beast shape. It's called yeah, it's called wild shape. Wild shape. shape. Wild shape. Okay, I'm looking it up. Uh huh. Wild shape. There's just one thing I always forget about wild shape. Sure. Um, it's a bonus action. Oh. Okay, so I could do that. Yeah. So you use a bonus action to become regular Aeneas. Yes. Um. And then I cast vicious mockery on them. Uh, can you do two at once or just one? I think if they're this close together, it's like yeah, it's a pretty tight hallway. I'm pretty sure it's an area, but uh, well, let's let's look that up. Thank you to the audience for being patient while we do all of the searching. Sorry, audience. Um, a cre- It's a creature of your choice. One person. One creature. Okay. So, so you the- got one. Pick the one on the right. All right. You pick the one that kind of took a claw out of you. Yeah. And they have to do, it looks to be a wisdom saving throw. Yes. Wait, can I give my insult first? Yeah, yeah. Insult away. All right. You're... Mother was a hamster, and your father smelled of elderberries. Ooh. All right. What is the DC for that? Um, 12. Well, it rolled a nine. So you say this thing that's supposed to be an insult, and it just, it just kind of starts like going, (laughs) (laughs) yep, it's, it's going, (laughs) it's laughing, it's laughing a lot. Um, now it's going to be uh, the ghouls' turn. Wait, doesn't it take it takes damage for vicious mockery if it if it fails the save? It's I thought you said it was hideous laughter. Is it vicious mock, vicious mockery? Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Hold on. Um. Okay, it's still a creature in range. It takes one d four psychic damage. So roll that dice. <laughs> Okay, one damage. One damage. It is, it's having, it's a little bit of an inchy throat from all that coughing. Um, <laughs> next is um, the ghoul's turn. So the one that you didn't, you know, Tasha's hideous laughter is going to. You mean, you mean mock. Mock. I'm sorry. Vicious mockery. I love both of those spells so much. Um, They're both great. That's going to be a uh, 21 to hit for that claw. 
Yes, I'd say that would hit. Okay, rolling that damage. Uh, that is another five points of damage to you, sir. And the other one is going to try to shake this vicious mo- Well, no. It must succeed. Huh. Duration. Oh, it's just once. It's not like a constant thing. No. All right, so it's not laughing. Uh, so that means that it has to, it has disadvantage on its attack. So that one is going to try to attack you, though it doesn't really want to because you really insulted its mother. <laughs> and father. And father. Um, does a 16 hit? Womp. Uh, don't forget to lean into the mic there. Yes. Thank you. Okay, that is six points of damage. All right, I am down. You're unconscious? <gasps> 13 hit points total, and you're just looking at me having two attacks. Fuck! Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Uh, well, that was the end of the turn. Do you want to make a, a wisdom saving throw? Oh, I don't know how, the, how to do this. It would be like a death save. It would be a death... No, it would be a death saving throw. But also... Oh, my God. Those ghouls were pretty high power for level three. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm so sorry. Because um, regardless of the fact of whether or not you succeed on your saving throws, you're still unconscious, right? Yeah, there's no one to revive me. There's no one to revive you. And the ghouls are just going to keep attacking, I think. Yeah, the ghouls fight until destroyed. Oh shit! <laughs> I think, I think, I think Aeneas just died. Yep. Do, do, oh my god! I well, um, yeah. So Aeneas gets one claw mark and another. She's trying. She's fighting so hard. She's insulting these ghouls, and they're just, they're just, they just keep descending on her, and she goes down and gets, uh, unfortunately. Eaten by ghouls. That's very sad. That's so sad. Fuck. I like the Aeneas. Yeah. Um, and like, Aeneas will never know what happened to Rena either. Nope. Holy shit. Um, well, I, I mean, I think that's where we're going to have to, I mean, we still have like 20 minutes left if you're cool with hanging on there and chatting with me because we still have a bit left of time. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, thanks. We're going to have to pause the game for now because the only other person uh, who can help out is, uh, you know, not here. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe I'll try to see if we can figure something out with her when she comes back next week. Um, because I feel really bad. Um, the leveling on some of this stuff is actually extremely hard. Um, and it's meant for larger groups of people. I scaled it down. It was originally supposed to be four ghouls, but I was like, there's no way that's handleable. So I thought I would just do two, but that was not enough either. Ghouls are very strong. <laughs> ghouls are very, very strong. Um, which I, I didn't, I hadn't really... I hadn't really internalized that. I'm very sorry. Butternut did pretty well, though. Butternut was adorable and fabulous and did so good against those ghosts in that door. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. We're going to, like, attack a beaver. Like, why would we attack a beaver? Here, let me just fix this mic for you real quick. One second. Yeah, it's a bit easier. Yeah, you were kind of, like, leaning off to the side there. And since you're not going to be leaning over your paper anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was, it was, that's kind of, like, Part of the deal with DMing is it's kind of my bad, which is partly why I want to kind of try to figure something out when uh, Lauren comes back next week, uh, because maybe from her end, she found a way to um, resolve this. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, it's you, it's you, one problem with having a one person party is that if you get not if you if you're get, out, you're out. Yeah, if you're out, you're out because there's no one who can revive you. Yeah, yeah, and this is also the first time I've ever led a party where it's just the other person. Um, so, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, but hey, like you know, we'll just we'll hang on to that in the meantime. Um, what were your <laughs> like? Was this how many times have you died while playing Dungeons and Dragons? Um, I had one character that was very reckless uh-huh. and did everything from turning into a cougar. To a sexy orc female for orcish guards that um, really overused the changeling power and died like three times in a campaign. Oh, shit. But um, then I have my highest level character who's never died once, who's come close to it. But, I mean, you know, the other person who's not here today got disintegrated in that campaign. So, yeah, I got off easy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like it happens. To, it happened um, the first ever campaign that I ran for not campaign the first ever game that i dungeon mastered for uh because i really wanted to play it was for my birthday and i forced my friends to come and like play this game with me and they were doing so well uh up until the very last battle they had finished they had defeated the bad guy they were on their way to stopping the you know the destruction that was going to like kill the whole world or whatever and uh there was one battle and the person who was playing the healer uh, left early that day, and uh, she died. One of our characters at the very end, and everyone was like, "Uh, shit, what do we do? <laughs> uh, really hard to know what to do after that happens a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about, that's, that's the thing about D&D, characters die. Characters die. It's it's real. I I feel like a terrible person doing that, but it's also like that's part of the game is there's always that risk. Um, And that's also why, like, you always learn not to split the party, because the fewer people there are, the more chances of something bad are happening. Now, we had to split the party this time. um, But in like most like casual campaigns, that doesn't happen too often. So. That's why we experiment with it here. Can't exactly, we can't exactly do everything like you can in Skyrim. You actually have to, you know, have different characters with different specialties. Not the one character who's a healer, a sorcerer, a ranger, and right. like five other things at the same time. I could just take on giant trolls. Right, exactly. And then if it's if it's a game over, it's a game over. Like you can't respawn or anything. It's just that's it. <laughs> I'm I'm also playing a game um, which I think Mike you you've played this before. It's a campaign that's called Tomb of Annihilation, um, 
Yes. <laughs> yes, I've played that campaign. It was very horrifying how close I came to dying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I came close to it, too. Um, recently, in fact, that was just failing all of my saving throws for this one trap. And um, <laughs> there was a moment where my dungeon master asked, do you have, do you say anything? And I was like, what is this last words? Thankfully it wasn't. Um, but I was absolutely panicking. <laughs> what is this last word? Yeah. Well, I mean like when you're a dungeon master, like when you fail all of your roles and your DM is looking at you with the face that says, holy fucking shit. And, uh, He's asking you, what do you, what does your character say? I'm like, what do you, what do you, um, what do you want me to do here? I don't have last words for this character. Like, not like this. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, when, uh, when uh, one of the other characters I was with managed to stop the trap or whatever, I basically had to get away from the table and sit on the floor. <laughs> I was just like panicked. Um, and it was in the dramatic thing about that one is that in most cases, if your character dies, uh, if you keep the body and you have a cleric nearby or can get to one, you can get resurrected, um, which is a very long process and involves a lot of different checks as well. But in Tomb of Annihilation, the whole point is that resurrection isn't available. So if you die, you're dead. Well, you play a surrogate character, you can bring the body. Right. In my group, um, even Enna, who's disintegrated, was able to come back at the yeah. end. But this was only after um, the end of the campaign. Oh, we just happened to have a, you know, level 23 cleric who <laughs> was nice enough to hop over from the other table to come in and true resurrect her. Oh, so because you were playing this game in a... um. Like in a public space, someone from a different game came over and helped you guys out. Yes, because he was That's also nice. a member of Harper's, which was mine and Anna's um, faction affiliation. Okay, cool. So, to I mean, so to be clear, you were playing this game like at a board game cafe. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah, which is where you play too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's one, where that's yeah. where my Tuesday game is. Um, and then, of course, I play this on Sundays on the air. Um, <laughs> this is uh, the first time I've ever had to do this. Sometimes I've had to stop early because people just finish the storyline. But this is like, yeah. Nope, um, I just died. Yep. Nope, it just died. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. Damn. Um, the, moral, but, the moral of the story is sometimes... Gotta get back up and hammer some ghouls the next day. Yeah, sometimes you gotta figure something out. And always, always, uh, it's dangerous to go alone, I think. I don't think there's any fight in D&D that involves one other one opponent, unless they're a really strong opponent. Yeah. In which case, I feel like there's there are very few instances in which a single player could defeat and can defeat them in that combat. Yeah, that's uh, partly what I learned today. <laughs> um, maybe if it had been level five, it would have been easier. But I guess level three is still pretty, pretty basic. Well, my life, my hit points are so low. That's the main issue. Yeah. What? What? What is your max hit points? Thirteen. Oh god. So pretty much two uh, attacks that I was out. Yeah, that's awful. And I'm pretty sure, um, Rena was in. Bad shape, too. 
Yeah, Rena wasn't doing great, but she was still alive. Um, this will be interesting for next time because there are some things about the story which I will not tell you yet, but I am th that were related to someone dying. Um, so this will be very interesting. Well, I'll tell you one thing: if um, these ghouls think that's the last of an ass they'll ever see, they're wrong. Um, she will haunt the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you will be a ghost. You will be a ghost hunting ghouls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm about that. <laughs> I I never I never I don't I'm very very tenacious. I never give up. Never give up. No, even if even if I have to claw claw them in from the afterlife, mm. I will do so. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hope so. Well, um I am shook. And I'm not sure what else to say. What about you, sir? Otherwise, I'm just going to put us on music, I think. Um, you know, like Daenerys, only got to play her for like a session and a half. Um, maybe yeah. more. Yeah, you were just telling me before we started how much you liked playing this character. It happens. It, yeah, because she was different or something, right? Mm -hmm. She has different specialties, different skills, different things I would have to use. Um, but still... Has the same basic um, similarities to my other characters in that the way she rolls is not to be a tank in the party. Yeah. So she had no tank of any sort in this case. Yep. <laughs> that that would about do it. Well, uh, hopefully the be the good thing about playing characters is that you can always play them again another time as long as you save the character sheet information. Um, and Great. again, we'll see what we can wrangle up for next time because we are still going to have a next time. There's still more to the story. Um, and we'll be back with this game, um, on August 4th, uh, next week, we're going to have a couple of my other fellow hosts at the radio station play a game. It's not going to be Dungeons and Dragons. It is going to be something else, um, but I hope you guys tune in and have a fabulous time because I expect it to be wild. Um, Can we get a sneak peek? What game is it? Um, it's going to be called Honey Heist. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. Honey Heist. Mike knows what that means. I have I have memories of hibernations that should never have occurred. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, stay tuned for that madness. Hibernation. Where does that come into play? You'll see. And, uh, <laughs> you will see. And in the meantime, I guess enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Uh, thanks for tuning in for this surprising episode of Gameplay Radio. I'm your host, Aaron. Um, have a great afternoon. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face. People have told me I don't look the same. Maybe I lost weight. I'm playing hooky with the best of the best. Put my heart on my chest so that you can see it too. Sky fall, the lace in your 
like my heart is going to burst. Alone at a table for two, and I just wanna be served. And when you think of me, am I the best you've ever had? Share one more drink with me. Smile. 